Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A mystery of tiny dimensions has plagued Edinburgh, the capital city of Scotland, for over 185 years. On the side of an extinct volcano, a number of tiny objects were found which have baffled experts for years. And still to this day, no one knows who made them or how they got there. Today on Macabre Mini Mysteries, we uncover the tale of the mysterious Arthur's Seat Mini Coffins. Welcome back to another episode of Macabre Mini Mysteries. I'm Nikki Druce, your host with The Silent G, and today I'll be taking you on a journey into another macabre tale from around the world. Today we're headed to Bonnie, Scotland, and my favourite city outside of London, and that's Edinburgh. However, before we get into today's story, if you're new here and you want to see more videos where we deep dive into some lesser known historic tales from London, and in fact all over the world, then please don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. And also, if you do like the show and you'd like to support what I make to make sure it continues, then why not consider becoming a patron? The link for which is in the description. 
Now, today, I'm going to level with you. I've not been well, as I'm sure you can probably hear in my voice. So today's episode is shorter than usual, as I didn't want to leave you without anything this week. But equally, I'm not well enough to make my usual content. But that doesn't mean this story isn't packed with any less intrigue and mystery. But I've wanted to tell you about this one for a while. And it's a perfect shorter story for this exact occasion, when I might be slightly dizzy from a combo of Lemsip and whiskey. On a late balmy June afternoon in 1836, a group of boys had been sent on a mission to hunt rabbits on the extinct volcano which sits in Edinburgh. As they were running around Arthur's seat trying to catch their dinner, they advanced up the northeast slope of the hill and their dog ran along a path they'd not ventured along before. As they made their way along, eagerly sweeping for rabbits, they noticed something unusual an area of the hill which had been covered over by three small pieces of pointed slate. They touched the slate and realised it had been placed there rather than appearing naturally from the hill, so they moved it away. This revealed a small cave within the rock face. Inside, the boys discovered two rows of eight boxes with one on top, and they began to remove them curiously, inspecting them. The small boxes weren't boxes at all, In fact, they were tiny coffins, all individually made and secluded in the natural landscape of the extinct volcano. Instead of thinking of this as something very unique and special, the boys do unfortunately what a lot of boys would do in the situation and begin to mess about with the coffins, throwing them around and breaking some of them apart. Once they'd had their fun, they decided to collect the coffins and bring them home, but out of what was 17 coffins found, only eight of them would make it back home without being destroyed. The coffins were gifted to the National Museum of Scotland 65 years after their discovery, and there they have remained on display for over 120 years. But in that time, no one has been able to find out who made them and why such intricate folkloric art was sequestered on the side of an extinct volcano. To first understand why such a morbid collection may have been found on Arthur's seat, we have to understand why the area may have drawn this offering of the miniature dead. Arthur's seat is an extinct volcano. It erupted around 340 million years ago, and the imposing natural landscape it's created has been around way before even people were invented. However, when people did eventually arrive, they used the volcano to their advantage. Firstly, the name Arthur's Seat is a mystery. No one knows for definite why the rocky outcrop has been named this, but many believe it's to do with King Arthur and believe the volcano was actually the site of the legendary Camelot Castle. However, nothing has been found to solidify this law, but the site does have a history of defence of the Scots. Prehistoric forts and Iron Age Ephemera have been found dotted around the whole volcano, which suggests people called it home for quite a long time. And that makes a lot of sense. Being able to keep watch over the burgeoning city below would have meant that any invaders would have been spotted advancing way before they were close enough to cause any damage and be eradicated. Along with Iron Age Celts, the place has been known for its mysticism, It has natural springs, and back in the day, before the volcano ceased to rumble below, it would have provided places to bathe and heal in its natural pools. 
it's highly plausible that during the time of pagans and witches, this place would have been the place to hang out with all your cool weirdo friends. However, when religion infected Scotland and it turned against its people in favour of God, the witches were eradicated and executed as heinous beings. An attempt to clarify and rid the site of pagans was installed on the Slidy Stains, an area on an outcrop, where a cross was installed, but the site remained, and still remains, a mystical site for those enticed by magic. Alongside the bloodshed of battle and the legends of pagans and witches, Arthur's Seat also has a dark side. The area has been known for its lure to people looking to end their own lives, and where many have had theirs ended for them at public executions. It's also been the site of many unsolved murders. Even sadly, up until the present day, the site still has a tragic reputation, as just last year in 2021, a 31-year-old pregnant woman, Fawzia Javed, who was on her honeymoon, was pushed to her death from the hill by her 28-year-old husband, Kashif Anwar. It's highly likely due to the volcano's reputation that the site where the miniature coffins were discovered was chosen on purpose for their final resting place. However, why take the time to create such unique pieces of art to then hide them away? There have been a number of theories pitched around the coffins, but out of those, only a few seem truly plausible. Those who know anything about magic and rituals may already be one step ahead of me here, but only until recently the leading theory surrounding the coffins was that they were the end product of a spell. The miniature items are thought to have been handcrafted as an offering or perhaps a binding exercise to bury those that hurt you to stop them from being able to do it again. However, the care that's gone into making the items doesn't quite add up with that. These items have been made intricately and they don't hold the hallmarks of something like a witch bottle which would be stuffed full of nails and rough-looking materials. The coffins have been made with love and not with evil intention. However, the coffins were allegedly found with mandrake root wrapped around them, which was a plant used to heal people. So it may have been a ritualistic burial to bring back lost loved ones, and maybe this was a miniature catacomb a witch had created to bury her spiritual offerings. But on closer inspection, the materials used seem to be more modern in appearance than those that were around in medieval times. So if the materials are more modern, the coffins must have been made to commemorate something. The idea that someone had made the coffins to rest souls of those that died away from home soon became a popular theory. The handmade bodies found in the coffins are mainly thought to be those of men, and so it makes sense that these may be touching tiny tributes to fallen soldiers or those lost at sea. However, the people inside the coffins seem to be dressed as civilians and not military men. But before we dive into our next theory... I just want to take a moment to speak to you about the wonderful Magic Mind. You know by now that I love this little super drink, which helps me so much with creating the episodes you've been hearing for a little while now. I've been currently working my way through a bigger pack of Magic Mind. Thanks, guys, for sending me that. And I've been really pleased to try it for a little while longer this time. I'm finding that the longer I'm using Magic Mind, the more clarity and focus it brings me when it comes to combating my procrastination streaks, which can sometimes go on for days. But after drinking these little green shots for a while daily, it really does help me to stop messing about and to get on with the things I've been putting off. 
I've actually found that having a magic mind and my regular coffee alongside each other gives me the jolt of caffeine my body is used to now, but I then get the calm clarity of the magic mind. It's a win-win situation. You know that on the show I have to often rake over tedious documents and it can be a very tiresome process so it's easy to get distracted and pick up my phone and waste time. But Magic Mind gives you that direct focus you need to get through it. When I've had a shot of Magic Mind in the morning, about an hour before I start my script writing, I really find it helps me just breeze through the boring bits and to retain the info I need to create my episodes, which the amount of caffeine I was drinking was only really hindering me before. The little shots, which are so cute and dinky, have a balance of nootropics and adaptogens inside, including lion's mane and cordyceps mushrooms, which are proven to help with clarity and focus, along with a nice helping of green tea. And I recently discovered they have echinacea and honey in them, two things which have been super beneficial for me getting over my current cold. I've been mixing it into a wonder drink with lemon juice and having it to help me get rid of the brain fog, and it really does work wonders for that. But if you don't have time to make a fancy drink, with them they're also small enough to pop in your pocket and drink on the go i would never recommend anything that i don't actually like myself so you're safe in the knowledge that this is an excellent way to start your mornings and i honestly feel this has really helped me to be able to concentrate better for longer and to contribute to bringing you the episode you're currently enjoying If you're interested in trying Magic Mind for yourself, then you can get a whopping 40% off a subscription, which is the best deal, or 20% off your first one-time purchase by visiting the Magic Mind website at www.magicmind.co forward slash macabre and using my offer code macabre. The 40% off code is only valid for 10 days, so if you want to get that 40% off and to try it for yourself to start on your better focus journey, you'll have to be quick. That's www.magicmind.co forward slash M-A-C-A-B-R-E and use my offer code MACABRE. That's M-A-C-A-B-R-E. Thanks for listening and back to the episode. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. One of the curators at the National Museum of Scotland did a bit more analysis on the coffins and the materials used to create them. They dated the cloth that had been found inside the coffins to around the 1830s. They found that the coffins themselves were all made from one piece of wood, so it's likely they were made by one maker, and that they weren't ancient relics as first thought. This then led museum staff to check on the history of the city at that time to see if there may have been a mass disaster which prompted 17 tiny effigies to be made. And as it turns out, there was. 
Back in the 1820s, Edinburgh, like many other major cities, had been plagued with the locust-like resurrection men, who provided bodies for many physicians' schools so they could practice dissection. For those of you unfamiliar with the story of the infamous duo Burke and Hare, allow me to enlighten you, or should that be darken you, with a potted history of the tale. William Burke and William Hare were two men of ill repute who fell into the grave-robbing profession when they found digging up graves was too much like hard work. They decided to take matters into their own hands and started murdering people for a no-questions-asked paycheck. When a tenant they lived with became unwell and died, they faked his burial and delivered the body right to the willing hands of Dr Robert Knox, a lead physician at Edinburgh University. Finding this was a much quicker way to make money, they then used this tactic again, but this time they may have just given an already unwell man too much whiskey and then put a pillow over his face. When no questions about this second corpse were asked, Burke and Hare realised they'd found their new get-rich-quick scheme, and within a year they'd lured many of the city's sex workers and down and outs to their lodgings of death to stay the night but they would never see the light of day. When students at the university started to recognise some of the people lying on the dissection tables as having seen them around town, in particular a disabled street performer who was very recognisable, Knox had to hurriedly make excuses. Meanwhile, Burke and Hare were arguing between themselves and decided to both branch out independently of each other, but the city of Edinburgh was only big enough for a pair of serial killers not two working independently, and before long their lies tripped them up, leaving a body under a bed which was discovered by two of their tenants. Over the course of a year, Burke and Hare admitted to 16 murders, but it's believed there were many more. Could it be that the coffins were created to give the 16 murder victims and first dead tenant proper burials? When historians at the museum looked into the mystery further, they believe this may have well been the case and further research was done to see if the idea fit the facts. All the miniature coffins were hand-carved using a knife and made from Scots pine. Each one was fitted with iron detailing, and the lid of each coffin had been nailed down before being placed in the cave. The bodies inside were all repurposed toy soldiers, which were very popular at the time, and they had all been customised and decorated with different outfits and clothing, and even facial hair in some cases. Their military clothing, which was originally painted on, had been cleaned off, and the figures had been repurposed and changed. Some figures were apparently retrofitted to their coffins as they had limbs removed to make them fit. But let's go back to the fabrics the little bodies were wrapped up in. Each burial had a small shroud, and some had clothing. The type of thread used to stitch the fabrics was a double-ply cotton and back in the time before mass production, historians knew it was likely they could track down where this thread came from. Luckily, researchers were able to narrow down that the thread had come from the town of Paisley, just 50 miles outside of Edinburgh, and was most likely created around the early 1830s. This would fit with the rough timeline, and it seems likely that the 17 effigies may have been created to commemorate what was such a shocking occurrence for the city and a blip on its working-class residents. Whilst it does seem highly likely that the coffins were created to give the 17 murder victims of Burke and Hare a final resting place, 
There is nothing to prove this. And after all, the story around the coffins still remains and will continue to remain, leaving it forever as a macabre mini-mystery. Thanks for joining me for this episode and thanks for understanding about this one being a bit shorter. I'll be back with another full-length episode again in a fortnight as usual. As always, I'd love to know your thoughts on this one. Let me know why you think the coffins were found there on the side of the volcano. And also, please leave me a comment and a thumbs up on YouTube or a rating on your podcast provider. It's much more helpful than you think it might be. If you're new around here and you've not yet subscribed, I'd love for you to join the Ghoul Gang. And if you do like the show and you'd like to support what I make, then why not consider becoming a patron like these amazing top tier legendary executive Patreon producers, Amy, Christina, Jess, Kate, Kevin, Mary, Sally, Sam, Sarah and Veronica, and all of our other patrons too. Thanks so much if you've joined Patreon over the past few weeks. I hope you've been enjoying the Halloween episodes I made over there. And if you've yet to join and you'd like to check those out, they'll be available there whenever you have time to enjoy them. So why not pop on over? It's four extra episodes for you, and I think you might enjoy them. If you're not up for a long-term commitment, then there's my Amazon wishlist, which has items to help me make the show. And there's also one-off donation links in the description too, or you can use the ACAST supporter link at the beginning of the podcast. All support is absolutely vital for me being able to continue making the show and thanks from the very, very bottom of my heart for even considering supporting me. You're the absolute bestest. Oh, and a massive thank you to Magic Mind for sponsoring this episode. Please check them out using the link in the description box. Thanks for joining me for another macabre mini-mystery. I've been Nikki Druce and I'll see you ghouls next time after I've had some more whiskey and lemsip. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.